Bet the Juice podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Did you forget what our podcast name is? For, <laughs> for a like two seconds. I started looking over at the score. This is Friday, April 7th. Obviously, we're five days removed from the national title. But the UConn Huskies are your 2023 NCAA champions. They take down San Diego State 76-59 in a game that honestly was did you for one did you see the ratings it was the like the lowest viewed oh, really? national title game in years yeah i mean for one i figured like that nova won in what was it 13 they were still playing in 13 or I, no I the one they won in 18 was still I against don't know michigan why I said 13 no it what was the one that they absolutely it was but, but it was against michigan oh, okay oh yeah all right so like i stood that still had like some juice because obviously michigan's still a pretty big name yeah, football, no, but or and basketball, but no, you're you're definitely right. But yeah, I mean, UConn was in control this whole game. I felt like I know there was that little stretch where San Diego State, like they yeah, did it to you. It? They did it to you, like what you always say, like get me to under seven, and I'm gonna start believing again. And they did probably get people to believe again when they they cut it to six, but then just. But literally, like, the next possession, Jordan Hawkins goes down. No, they got it to five. That's what it was. Got it to five, 60 to 55. Literally the next possession, Jordan Hawkins hits a three, and that was a wrap. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. And it, again, you know, Connor, throughout this college basketball season, we haven't been right about everything, obviously. There's a lot that we're wrong about. But we hit about every goddamn take from this UConn team the entire season. Yeah, like – we were on them early, and then we had the stretch where they were down, but we, I mean, I cashed out of the championship uh, future, idiot. Um, but, like, I kind of lost faith a little bit, but then at the same time, we're like, if they turn this on, they are unstoppable. Because what did we say at the beginning of tournament season for, like, the conference tournaments, and we said it during the NCAA tournament preview, we kept reiterating. I always reiterating. struggle. I always fuck that word up. Reiterating. If every team is playing their best, UConn is the best team in college basketball. Yes. And it went on full display in this tournament. And I think we can walk away from a wacky tournament that didn't really have a lot of upsets. You just had a lot of bigger seeds into the Final Four and later on in the rounds. But at the end of the day, I do think the best team in college basketball won. And that's... The way this tournament is designed, it's got it's awesome. It's amazing. But the one flaw you could pick out is it's probably the worst way to determine a national champion because it's a one-game series and you have to win six, and one bad shooting night can screw it. Because a lot of the times, like Kansas— Yeah, and, like, the amount of teams that make it in there. Yeah, like, there's, it's designed for chaos. Like, last year, did we really think Kansas was probably the best team all season? No, they are one of the best three, mm-hmm. but they weren't number one. No. I still think Gonzaga was better than Baylor. I will die yeah. on that hill. I think if they played ten times, I think Gonzaga was going to win seven of those. I think they just got exploited. They didn't shoot. And the one time that like Suggs is in foul trouble early, and like the matchup that was one of the times that like the matchup favored Baylor. Yeah. Not every single time that you do it is it going to favor Baylor, but yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but one crazy stat that I heard. UConn trailed for, I think, 58 seconds in the second half this whole tournament. 
and that was so a combination because the first possession, Jordan Hawkins gets that and one three against Iona. Yeah, and then also clown face and meme then, for us betting Iona. Damn. But we said, hey, they could get this was the spot. Yeah, it was, and also that was honestly that was more of like a like a Rick Pitino love bet than anything. Yeah, but then like in the like St. Mary's had to have had a lead at some point in the second half. But Gonzaga, uh, I'm trying to think of the whole path. Gonzaga, Miami, uh, Miami, never, and obviously San Diego State never had a lead in that second in the second half. They, I mean, dude, they they turned it on at the absolute best time. Sonogo was by like deservedly so the player of the tournament or most. Was it what they don't do MVP? They do. It's like MOP. It's like Man, most outstanding player. Yeah, it, I mean, and he was. Oh yeah, there, there, there was never a question about that. He was by far the like. Obviously, their scoring ability is absolutely insane from outside the arc, but when it comes to in that paint, he is just a force, and he op- like having to have those defenders crash opens up so much for this team 100 percent. and then he basically was any kind of run that san diego state put on well there was like just like a little tiny one like they got to like a 4-0 run when they needed a basket he was just like the break glass in case of emergency like we'll just dump it down to him he'll get us something going Mm -hmm. but as good as the offense was for uconn like I think what's getting forgotten in all this is how amazing defensively they were the entire tournament. Yes. They held Gonzaga to 54 points and Miami to 59. Now, holding San Diego State to 59 is not something crazy just because of the pace of play they play. But, like, when they had to lock up, they locked up. Andre Jackson was probably the, the best, like, wing defender in college basketball all season long. He showed it. He showcased it all tournament. That's a dude that, like, like that, a coach would absolutely just love to have like ten Andre. They Jackson. popped the stat up, and I think it might have been in the Miami game, or maybe it was in the Natty. I can't remember. But at the time, he was the only player like left that had thirty points, thirty assists, and thirty rebounds over the course of the tournament. Like when I mean, he's just a do it all guy. He's. He, he has the ability to win you a game with his uh, scoring ability, but, dude, the fact that he's able to do everything else so well just is, like, he's just such a glue guy. Yeah, just a dude you would, any coach, he was like a coach's wet dream. Just does everything right. Mm-hmm. And he's always going to be the, probably the best defender on the court. Unfortunately, there's nothing, there's not a lot to really dive into with the national championship, like, I love college basketball. Am I going to say that was an awesome championship game? Not really. I watched every second of it. I was pretty much glued to my TV, but there was never one second in the game where I'm like, they're like San Diego State was going to come back and win, even though they've kind of done that the entire tournament. Yeah, like that, just that uh, six, when they cut it to six, I get a little bit nervous, but I'm just like, all we need is UConn to go down, hit a basket, and we're fine. And then literally what happens? Jordan Hawkins walks down there and knocks a three. Yeah. So, to cap it, 
UConn was the best team all year, so it's awesome we got to have the best team being the champion. Like I said, it doesn't always happen in college basketball. And for us to be right. Yes. And then on the flip side, like, awesome season for San Diego State. You made it to the national championship. That's no no small task. Yeah, and I don't want to hear any of the shit about and like you beat great teams along. Yeah, the that's way. what I I don't understand is like some people have the takes that like well it wasn't not it wasn't that hard of a walk. Like dude, like yes, I, they beat Furman and Charleston. Like those were two really good mid-major but teams. But then after that you did have to play Alabama. The number 1 seed in the tournament. You had to play a very very good Creighton team no, no matter what the 6 next to their yeah, name. Yeah, top said. 10 Ken Bomb team. And then you had to play FAU which yeah, were they the like Sort of Cinderella, yeah, kind of, but still at the same time, they were a great team loaded with talent, and it came down to a last-second shot for San Diego State to win that game. They did get tested. They did have a hard path to get through. Yeah, did you um did you hear what their uh what San Diego State this like the university did? They like gave certain amount of students like five hundred dollar vouchers. Mm-hmm. to go, like, travel vouchers to go to the game. Oh, that's So, awesome. from what I've basically been reading and hearing is, like, there was definitely more San Diego State fans there than... It's honestly, I mean, it's Houston, so, it, I mean, it can't be, like, that much of a difference in, like, travel, mm-hmm. but still it feels like San Diego State would be a lot closer than Connecticut. Yeah, 100%. So... Some dude's freaking flying around my house, apparently. I know, yeah. This yeah. is, I, me, when me and Jamie walk, like, down the, like, just walk the dogs out there, it feels like everybody flies, and I'm just, like, the old man on the porch, like, shaking my fist at everybody. Well, you are an old man. You know what's really weird is being, so, like, at work, we have, like, a bunch of younger guys coming in now, and you can finally, I think we're finally at the age, man, where we're, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm sensing the generation gap. Yeah, a little bit. And it's like, I'm talking to these kids, and I'm like, I'm a kid myself, Well, I'm 28. Like, I'm not, like, that old. But I'm, like, talking to them, and then I'm done, I'm like, I was like, that was, like, a fatherly advice. Well, no, the big, the bigger thing is, like, when I am talking sports with any of those younger guys, and I mention somebody, and they're like, who? And I'm like, oh, God, that was before your time. Oh, you don't, uh, do you- like, talking about, um, to, like, talking about Troy Smith. And, like, some of those kids, like, didn't witness that OSU-Michigan game. Like, I'm like, oh, God. That is wild. Like, if, um, like, I don't know, some 19-year-old that comes into Jags and we ask him about Troy Smith, he probably, they wouldn't know. Because that was... 2006, and, yeah, well, okay, yeah, 17 years ago. So, I mean, like, some of those guys were There's no way that game was 17 years ago. 2006. Yeah, but no, no, uh. Yeah. But, but who, who, oh, because 2007 they played Florida. Yeah, and they lost. Wow. Yeah. That's 17 years ago. I know. I was nine. Well, and it's like I talked to you oh, about wow. like how I'm on 24 7 and I'm looking at crystal balls and like to see Jerome Bettis Jr. getting a uh, crystal ball and then seeing, uh, God, I, I think his name's Henry Hasselback. And it's oh, Matt yeah. Hasselback's son, and he's getting crystal balls. I'm like, shit, I'm getting old, man. Well, it's like um, Pedro Sojakovic's kid is committed to Stanford for next year. Mm-hmm. 
Like we're getting just we're getting old. It's 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 wild. Like to see the guys we grew up watching now having kids play in like in college to me that's I would just like to say this discussion right here. Welcome to the off season for us. We are going to try like we literally just finished the recap of the national championship for college basketball. We really don't have shit right now. We're still trying to figure out like how we're going to do these next couple podcasts. But a lot of these couple podcasts over the off season is just going to be us bullshitting. But we're of course we're going to talk about the sports that we love. We're as far as college basketball and college football. We're going to talk about some of the sports going on at the time. And yeah. honestly, we're going to try give out bets. Yeah. So I hear was kind of what I was planning is. So like we still have to do. I still want like one episode, which is like a big recap of off season moves, coaching moves. Yeah. Transfer moves, guys going to the pro, guys coming back for their fifth year, and then got to do the juicies yes. for basketball. We're probably going to do like mostly NCAA tournament, just mm-hmm. the juicies for the NCAA tournament. Um, and then we're like kind of sliding into NFL draft talk. I, 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 we're getting so close. Because that does directly correlate with the sports. Like, yeah, those are honestly, the guys we just I, have. Like, I'm amping up for when more bets come in. Or like more available bets are out there, and I'm gonna be giving out picks left and right yeah. for the draft. And I will tell you right now, me and Connor have been pretty good friends for three years, and the three drafts that he has bet on, I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like it. And well, even the I NBA even, draft, he did really well. Well, that oh my god, the NBA draft last year, ladies and gentlemen, like me and Cody were on our phones like refreshing stuff, and all of a sudden it like. It flipped to Paulo number one after it seemed like Jabari. And at the time, I took a bet on Jabari to be the uh, third You pick. laughed. Yeah. You laughed when you made it. You're like, dude, what if it happens? And I was like, well, he's, you know, like minus like 600 right now to go to one. And then the, literally two hours later. It completely um, flipped. Who's the NBA guy? Woj mm-hmm. is like the the Magic are zeroing in on Paulo Bencaro. And everybody knew Chet Holgram was going two to the Thunder. Uh-huh. And I was like, holy shit. And then we watched the draft, and I was like, I don't. I was like, there's still something here. There, I don't. That doesn't make sense. It's Ben Jabari, Jabari, Jabari. And then as soon as they called Paolo's name, you knew it was happening. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, obviously, like, I'm still. It, honestly, I, I remember. I don't have. I wonder if I could pull it up really quick. But man, that was like a $2 bet, I want to say, to win like 90. Hold on. You know what my not my favorite bet that you made for some reason I thought was like super good. I think the guy's name's Andrew Thomas. Is that right? Okay, oh. so that's what it was. I got the, I got Jabari to go three at plus one thousand nine hundred and seventy five five dollars to win ninety eight dollars. Yeah, that's a good one. That was a hell of a cash. No, what were you talking about? Is it Andrew Thomas? A lineman. Yeah, Andrew that Thomas. was one of my favorite ones because he was like the fourth offensive lineman on like betting odds. But like the one thing that I was like, I listen to pot like draft podcasts as much as I can, like Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky uh, Hodgett, or I forget. His I think name. it's Hodgson, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and then like Mel Kiper and Todd McShay have theirs. I absolutely love the NFL draft. See, there's something about that moment of seeing players that I loved in college making like their dreams come true of getting their name announced at the NFL draft. Like 
are we in the circle of trust right now? No, we're on a podcast. Oh, okay, I'm just gonna say this. When uh and, and and you're gonna think I'm stupid when I say this, but like when Joe Burrow got announced number one to the Bengals, I cried. Just because I was like, we finally have our quarterback, and he's an Ohio guy, and he went to Ohio State, and I bet on him so damn much at LSU. But something about that moment that I absolutely love, but at that time, that was the COVID draft. Yeah, the it yeah, was. And, like, there was a lot of talk about, like, the Giants wanting a tackle, and I know oh, Worfs was in that. And I forget who. Oh, yeah, Worfs. And who's the tackle for the Browns? The left tackle. It's not Conklin, is it? No. I don't know that much about offensive but linemen. But those guys were the favorites to go number one. I took the flyer on Andrew Thomas because Andrew Thomas at the time was a senior, had played more time, and the other guys were juniors. So it's like. The Giants might want to take somebody with a little bit more experience, and it fucking worked out for me. If you you asked me that like real quick, and I was about to literally be like Joe Thomas, like <laughs> he's always the left tackle for the Browns in my head. Wor- or wait, no, Worfs is at wait is Worfs the I can't remember. I have so much goddamn. Like, I mean, we've been like basically sports knowledge in my brain that it, my brain's fried, but. Uh, yeah, like we have way too much like stupid. But also at the same time, Jedrick for Willis. like off season stuff. Like right now, college football spring games I have been picking up. I know next Saturday, uh, Ohio State will be having theirs, and I'm gonna obviously have my eyes all over it to see how Kyle McCord and Devin Brown do. Yeah, that's obviously a big one for you. Yeah, I I, I literally have the like. <laughs> spring game schedule like saved in my phone so i'm like all right who's playing tonight oh gonna watch that yeah um for me basically like i'm just because obviously i do i do about a month month and a half of just off-season recap and kind of get the rosters hammered out and then i kind of jump into college football and start breaking down stuff like that here's one gripe that i have for off-season stuff from sports fans um have you read anything about like some people get so upset. Like, why do they do the way too early? Like, you don't know what's gonna happen with because there's obviously the transfer portal. There's guys going to the draft. Yeah. There's yeah. guys using their extra year of eligibility. And like, this is stupid. Why? Like, dude, it's fun. Like, who cares? We need content. We need something to get mad about and yell yes. about. Like, why is it such a bad thing that somebody released their rankings and they're subject to change? Mm-hmm. No, I I completely get it. I ne- like it always happens in college football, and I never understand the uproar of people that are like, "Oh, you don't need to do this." Blah 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 blah. blah. Dude, stop. We honestly, guess what? The sport just ended. College basketball writers need something to write about. Yeah, like what are we? I mean, obviously the transfer stuff, you can do that. But if you got if you make a, if you rank something, I'm gonna read it. Yeah, I don't care what it is. If it's like. The best um, small forwards at Hampton University. I'm like, oh, check it out. But yeah, if you rank something, people are gonna read that shit. Yeah, and some pe- and people are gonna get mad about stuff. But and we're obviously if you don't like it, we're about to go into it. So, um, I'm kind of piggybacking off of John Rothstein stuff here because I'm not. I don't have my rankings yet. I I'll be honest with you. I've been all I do is been watching game by game and 
betting on the games. I'm not already previewing next year's season. So, Farasin's going to have UConn at one. And it's a good topic here since we just talked about them playing the national title. So, uh, Jordan Hawkins announced today he is entering the draft. Like, mm-hmm. shocker. The real question is Adama Sanogo going to come back. I don't know what his real, like, immediate future is in the NBA. Like, he is... I could see him being a player that go like announces for the draft keeps his college eligibility just let's hear what's out there yeah and that's a, that's a smart move and i wish the nfl draft could do that but there's just so many kids it's a little it's, bit hard to it's do. so hard with like scholarships and stuff like that like i can't really think of any junior like for ohio state that is going pro that uh like if he doesn't like okay somebody who ended up announcing that they were coming back josh proctor ever like everyone around the osu team thought he was going pro he ended up deciding to come back the problem with like how these college teams college football teams have so many allowed scholarships that they couldn't fill had filled josh proctor's scholarship and then he announces to come back, and then it's like, oh, we got to take a scholarship from somebody. But, and I guess with college basketball, you have, like, more time to prep and everything like that if somebody announces that they're coming back. I mean, I, I it's so hard when you're working with 85 scholarships compared to, what, 15 possibly for basketball? Yeah, not even. You get the walk-ons, too. Um, so, no-go. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him having, like, I think he's a four-year player. He's going to be back here. It's going to be interesting to see if Donovan Klingon returns to school because if Sonogo is going to be the starting center, obviously they can't play together. Mm-hmm. And when he's on the court, like, dude, he's just, like, production, 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 production. Mm-hmm. He played, like, 14 minutes a game in the tournament, and he was, like, doing, like, eight, seven in, like, four blocks. It's, like, it's stupid. Mm-hmm. So he could be a portal guy, and obviously in the NIL era, like, dudes that are they pay out money like crazy um a couple other teams i want to talk about not really like ranked i'm assuming zach Eady's going to be back for purdue and obviously they're going to be they're going to be a team that a lot of people boo just like you did there boo. because of the loss of fairly dickinson um I, I honestly think purdue will be pretty good next year now the success in march only to lose in the first round Here's the thing, though. I think they need to find a legit, like, scoring, go get me a bucket guard in, in the... But no offense, ha- you obviously know this better. Has Painter had success in the portal? Um, I'm trying to think here. Because I, I don't think you could just have a freshman come in and be that guy. No, like, like obviously, Braden Smith and Fletcher they, Lawyer... They don't, like, I don't feel like they recruit at the level that you can have somebody a freshman coming in really no. i don't know well brain smith and fletcher were both freshmen last year so they got another year but they're not yeah. the go you know the go get it kind of score like hey i need a bucket drive like, by your defender like step back and shoot jalen hood shafino to a trace jackson davis yeah but i also think like maybe cutting e- e- but here's the thing though zach Eady's so goddamn productive like how do you take that guy off the court Exactly. But the game has also changed so much where defensively, yes, he's elite around the rim blocking shots, but if you get if you play any team with the like five and they want to go small, 
like a five that can shoot it, or they just want to go with a bunch of wings, it's a little tougher there. And I think if they got a good guard in the portal, they could be – because obviously they're going to be good in the regular season. They're always good in the regular season. Mm-hmm. That team's any Big Ten coach's wet dream to win a conference championship. But the success in March, obviously, will, has we seen, could be a little suspect there. And kind of sticking in the Big Ten, too, another team I kind of want to talk about, obviously had something big happen today, is Caleb Love committed to Michigan, obviously the UNC transfer. My first thought was, like, when he entered the portal, it's like, that's a that's a risky, risky guy that I didn't want. Like, I thought he was going to Missouri. He's from St. Louis. I love Missouri. I love Dennis Gates. That's like a team that I just root for. That's not my my team. And I was like very nervous about him going there. Now him going to Michigan, I'm pretty pretty skeptical on this whole thing. Do you know what he like the perception of Caleb Love last year? I guess technically last year now, two years ago, in the NCAA tournament when they went to the national championship game mm-hmm. was like this dude is like such an elite basketball player and all this you know he shot around like 32 percent that entire tournament including really? three for 16 in the second half against kansas after they blew their 15 point lead like i think we the book is basically pretty much out on caleb love that he's a very he's a high volume shooter with a little, very 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 little production but at the same time he's coming off a career year where he averaged 16.7 points per game yes his but he he scores a lot but he shoots no no, a no, lot. no i know what you're saying but also obviously for michigan they have a bigger i feel like there's a bigger thing that they need to figure out and that's what's obviously happening with hunter dickinson i know they're really trying to talk him into coming back but man with the combination of dickens or dickinson and caleb love i mean it could be could be a good combination that's i've been reading that too but i was like you had a better big man in baycott there and you in north carolina and you severely underachieved is my sec because like look north carolina wasn't good when they went to the national title game, they got hot. That was that's literally it. Yeah, like that's something that like there's stretches and runs that of things that just kind of happen and they were there. Um, I kind of hope Hunter Dickinson leaves. I don't. I love Hunter Dickinson. As I kind of Ohio State fan. I hope he leaves and and doesn't go to Maryland. Get out of the Big Ten. Yeah, he did visit. Like I said, he visited Kentucky. Doesn't mean he's committed there. But the school I think I would most like to see him to is in Georgetown. The roster basically has is pretty clean. You have Devin Carter and Bryce Hopkins are staying there. Or no, I'm thinking of Providence. Jesus Christ. The Georgetown roster is basically depleted. Ed Cooley comes over from Providence. If you get Hunter Dickinson, and then basically you can just pinpoint the perfect roster around him. And I don't think there's anybody better to do that than Ed Cooley. And that would be awesome. Because you know what? He, they might not have like a big postseason if you committed to Georgetown, but Hunter Dickinson's gonna at least get you with some other good guys to maybe get you to the NCAA tournament. And I will say Georgetown is definitely one of those schools that when they are good, like the sport of college basketball is better, one thousand percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't, yeah, know. I don't know if you agree. I don't know if I fully believe in the idea, and it's the same thing for college football, that this team being better is better for the sport. I don't know if I fully buy into that, that one team being up at the top makes the sport better. I, I honestly think it's better when there's more parity. Here's the thing, though. We do. Yeah. TV... No, 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 no. Differ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's something about that Georgetown logo that pops when it comes to talking about college basketball. Yeah, because when you really boil it down, I was kind of going through the the Big East and like seeing what jobs I thought were the best in the Big East. I think pretty obviously the best job in the Big East is UConn. I think that's head over heels the best. And then it's probably a tie between Georgetown and Villanova. I, I almost saw about Villanova one, but no. I wouldn't because I think Jay Wright a, was the, just a really, really good coach. Yeah, there is the potential for that, but also the fact that UConn has now won. Their last three coaches have each won a title. Did we talk about that? Yeah, we did. We did but, on the championship yeah, top podcast this, that never came This out. is 100% it now. If you are still on the take that UConn is not a blue blood, like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you either. Who's won more titles in five years, or in the last 25 years? Nobody more than UConn. There is one thing before we get out of here I have to pull up for you because it shocked the hell out of me. Also, do you remember how UConn – do you remember um, when UConn was in the American? Yes. Like, I totally forgot about all that. Oh, my God. What? Um – I guess the Pac-12 is currently in talks with the CW for the new media rights partner. Repeat that. CW, the Pac-12, network partners. The CW? I don't know if that's fake. What is Unnecessary the CW? Roughness tweeted it out. I'm not fully sure. I'm trying to see if there's any other tweets. What, what is CW, though? The CW. But what is that? It's a TV channel. I've never heard of it. Yeah. What do it, they have on there? Uh, like I, I think the Green Arrow was on there, or the Green the Arrow, the Flash. The Flash was on there before it got like really big. Who the hell is that? The Flash. You don't know who the Flash is? Like the, the comic book, the character. Marvel guy. Yes. Okay, I know who that. I don't is. know if it's Marvel. Oh God, there's some comic book people. <laughs> <laughs> Just having a freaking conniption over there. <laughs> you guys are idiots. All right, listen to this, okay? Okay. In 2011, mm-hmm. UConn won the national title with Kimball Walker, right? Yes. Next year, lost in the second round. Mm-hmm. Year after, missed the tournament. Uh-huh. Year after, won a national championship. Uh-huh. After that, missed the tournament. After that, lost in the second round. Then, 16 and 17, missed the tournament. Next year, missed the tournament. Next year, missed the tournament. Next year, missed the tournament. The next, next year, lost in the first round. Next year, lost in the first round. Next year, won a national title. So, apparently, if UConn just gets to the Sweet 16, they're winning the national title. Yeah, I guess. There is one, two, three, four. There is six years in between the 12-year stretch. So, half of this... <laughs> that's wild. Half of this, like, 12-year stretch here from the Kemba to this national championship, they didn't even make the tournament. 50% of the time, they didn't even get there. Mm-hmm. But Still half five. the time they've got there, they've won the national title. That's insane. This, I mean... There, it's it's insane. I, I do think there's something to just a culture, whether it's the coach 
or there's just some mystic thing about that UConn logo, but they're a basketball school through and through women's and hey, men's. The football team wasn't as bad. They made no, a bowl game. No, Did they win their bowl game? I can't remember. I don't think so because I'm pretty sure it better when they lost by like 30. I can't remember. But they did make a bowl game. Jimora. Who's the coach? Jamora. Yes. So do we have to be do I have to be a UConn guy for basketball I don't or know. for football? I think I, I was thinking about buying a UConn national championship shirt to like commemorate us hitting that bet and us being right about UConn for so long. I'm not, I need a, a, I'm not a national championship shirt. I guy. need a U. Well, okay. So I don't like. I, I like when I hit a bet on like Kansas State Big Twelve champ. I bought a Big Twelve championship. Okay, I guess that makes more a little more sense. But I almost bought a Utah Pac twelve championship shirt because the last two years I pat I bet on them to win the Pac twelve and they cashed. Yeah, it's just like it's a little. That's what I do with shirts at the end of the season for basketball. I I usually have five or six set aside that I really want and I'll buy them. It's all the teams that were very nice to me. Or flip side, I think I'm getting a Tulsa one too because it's a team that I just like. Thank you, but you just because I just faded the hell out of you. And a shirt of wherever Max Aismas goes. Yeah, that'll be interesting. We'll get to that next next week when we kind of do the portal talk and like the coaching. Business yeah, and, and we're like probably going to be down to one episode a yeah, week now. Hundred percent. Well, maybe next. I thought about next week doing just the portal and then Friday doing the juicy. So it's like the wrap of college basketball. And okay, now we're in off season. We might do like maybe two episodes for the draft. Yeah, or something like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Just some fun shit. Yep. Enjoy your guys' weekend. We're out of here. Peace.